listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 144, huge episode for you this week. We're going to recap two huge local Chicagoland independent wrestling shows from this past weekend, including POW Entertainment's Wrestle Rage 20 and Rocket Pro Wrestling's Harvest Havoc, with exclusive post show audio from Gunner Brave and Dreambreaker Aaron Stone. Plus, we'll also talk about last Saturday's WWE Crown Jewel event in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And last but not least, This week, we welcome to the show for the very first time, he's the 2022 Jim Lina Memorial Tournament winner and the number one contender to the AAW Pro Championship, Big Beef, Gnarls Garvin. He's going to face the champion, Jake Something, at AAW's Windy City Classic 17 on Black Friday, November the 25th. We'll talk to Big Beef about that match and so much more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708 708- Two four eight seven zero three nine. My name is Storm Grayson, and I'm your freelance underground independent champion. And you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. Welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast. Lots to get to, so let's jump right on in. Last Saturday, November the fifth, WWE presented Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Really good show, really fun show. And let's go through it. Brock Lesnar pins Bobby Lashley, but Lashley really dominated the match. He had Lesnar in the hurt lock as Lesnar countered into a pin, shocking the crowd. And now their little series is tied at one. I think they're going to wrestle at least one more time at a big WWE premium live event. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, Bobby Lashley goes over in the end because he's the guy that's still active. Brock is kind of the part-timer. And let's throw somebody a bone other than Brock. WWE Women's Tag Team Championships and Damage Control, who lost the titles last week on Raw, regained them as Io Sky and Dakota Kai defeat Asuka and Alexa Bliss when Kai pins Bliss following an attack from the once again deranged and crazy Nikki Cross. Steel Cage match, Drew McIntyre pulls it out against Karrion Cross via Escape of the Cage. Scarlet appeared to have put Karrion Cross in favor 
by using Mace on both McIntyre and referee Dan Engler, but it all backfired when she went ahead and relocked the cage and Drew started going over the top to try to escape. And by the time Scarlett was able to unlock the cage again, Karrion Cross was too late in getting out and Drew McIntyre beats him to win the match. He beats Cross to the floor to get the escape. And then we had the OC of AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. They fall to the judgment day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio when Finn Balor pins AJ following yet more interference from Rhea Ripley. Now, somebody's got to come and encounter Rhea Ripley because she's getting away with absolute murder against the guys of the OC, and it's not even funny anymore. I mean, it's actually getting old. So the OC needs a little bit of backup on their side. Then we had Braun Strowman pinning Omas after a running power slam. It was good for what it was. And then we had the WWE Unified Tag Team Championships. The Usos retain, defeating the Brawling Brutes. And then the WWE Raw Women's Championship. It was a last woman standing match. Lots of craziness in this one, including a golf cart. Thankfully, Sammy Guevara was nowhere nearby because he doesn't do well around golf carts. But anyway, Bianca Belair defeats Bailey, retains the title as Belair cleverly traps Bailey between the ladder and the ring ropes to secure the 10 count and retain the championship. And your main event, the WWE Universal Championship, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, pins Logan Paul. And Logan Paul had an amazing performance including persevering through tearing up his knee ligaments. He even pulled off Hangman Page's buckshot lariat. Great work from Logan Paul. And actually, an interesting take I found on Facebook just a few hours ago as I was preparing for the show. And it was a really interesting take about Logan Paul. It praised Logan Paul, but it also kind of mentioned the fact that, yeah, he's had three matches. He's only wrestled sparingly, and he's had plenty of time to prepare for single matches with plenty of time in between, lots of prep work on that individual match. So that's a really good point. Like, if he was full-time at this point, maybe the performances wouldn't be as good. He would just need practice and practice and practice. It's easy to put together one really good match if you practice it for a long time. Kind of like, say, Pat McAfee as well. He's had a handful of good matches in WWE. And I thought it was a really, really good point. And again, Logan Paul, impressive. But since you only had like weeks and months to prepare for something like this, then yeah, it should be a good match against a guy like Roman Reigns. All right, local action. Last Saturday night, November the 5th, Rocket Pro Wrestling presented Harvest Havoc, St. Joe's Park in Joliet. Yours truly was there ringside capturing all the action. And there was plenty of action to be had, not only in the ring, but also in the crowd, in the bar, in the kitchen. No matter where you went, there was action in this show. And it started off with all-day Marche Rocket pinning the wild child Connor Hopkins after an M80. Tornado triple threat tag team match with the winners getting a future shot at the Rocket Pro Tag Team Champions. And it was those damn coyotes of Damian DeShane and Wicked Side Brooks Berna defeating 
The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, who are making their Rocket Pro debut, and the drinking class of Jack Carpenter and the brawler, Jay Cross, when both Coyotes ended up pinning August Matthews for the victory. And as an aside, it was really cool to see James and Two Juice, as well as Alfonso Gonzalez from Freelance Underground supporting their guys, the Bang Bros. They also run occasional shows in Joliet, so it was kind of cool to see both of the promotions who run in the Joliet area, kind of in the same building, coming together to support the product. Really, really cool. And then, strat match. We had Shogun, Chris Logan, pinning Damian Gray after he thwarted interference from rock star Johnny Nye of the Fabulous Idols. After the match, Maximus Orion and a returning Rion Skills helped fend off a post-match attack by the Idols. Street fight for the Rocket Pro Championship. Now, this is the match that went into the bar and went into the kitchen even. And it was Old Evil, Christian Rose, retaining the championship by pinning Cody James, following a garbage can lid aided boot to the face. Crazy, crazy match. And I even got a couple of pictures of them fighting in the kitchen. And trust me, that was not an easy feat, given all the crowd was running around the arena to try to catch a glimpse of the action, including the Rocket Boys, who were ever-present at ringside with some of their cheers and taunts. And then we had the amazing Fatal 4-Way match for the Outer Limits Championship between four men, all from Black and Brave Academy. And it was the champion, Gunner Brave, retaining over Campbell Myers, Conan Lycan, and Solomon Tupu. And in a match where you had a lot of high spots, a lot of like weapons and implements, Brave ends up rolling Myers up in a small package to pin him, which was kind of ironic given all the damage and high spots and everything else. After the match, the idols came out, excommunicated Gunner Brave from the group, and then Conan Lycan and Campbell Myers came back to save Brave. Windy City Slam caught up with Gunner Brave after the show following his successful title defense, and we address his excommunication from the Fabulous Idols. Mike Pankow from WindyCitySlam.com and the Windy City Slam podcast here with the Rocket Pro Wrestling Outer Limits champion, Gunner Brave. Congratulations on an amazing retention of that title against some of your black and brave classmates. Thank you very much. It was a hard-fought battle, but it was, it was a blast to be a part of, and I wish nothing but the best for all those guys in the match. You think you've got another match or two with any of those guys, a like Campbell or Conan or something? I really hope so. I really hope so. I like to be like pushed and tested, and those guys are the top of the scene right now. Now let's address the elephant in her room. Okay. Fabulous idols jumped you after the match, and it now seems like you've been ejected okay. from the fabulous idols. It's nothing more than jealousy, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I'm the one of the group who can do things on their own, and they don't like that. They want to be a, a group, and they need to rely on each other. I didn't feel like I need to rely on them, so they didn't take custody from that very well. It kind of been building over the last couple of shows where maybe you didn't like some of the actions that they yeah. tried to help you and all that. Yeah, it's just, I'm a very prideful man, and if I feel like if I can't show myself off to be what I am, then I, I don't like that. So we had a bit of squabbling, and it, it blew over tonight, and I, I'm just really excited to see where I go forward after this. Yeah, and you also had some great success uh, working a little bit with Freelance Underground, yes. and you got your first victory with them uh, a few weeks ago. So. Yes. Uh, I know it was GPA, and he was the former freelance underground champion, great champion, awesome wrestler, great technical wrestler. Mm -hmm. But it could have been 
egotistical fantastico. Another Joliet guy. I am really excited. I hope that uh, although Ego had uh, got sick, I hope that we can reschedule the match in the future because that is something that I really am excited for. Um, two of the best to come out of the city facing off in the ring. I think if we can get that match going at some point, I would really appreciate that. Connor Brave, again, congratulations, and thank you so much. Thank you very Fantastic performance by Gunner Brave. He even did a Spanish fly from the top rope, putting Conan Lycan through a wooden door that was propped up by chairs. And this thing was crazy. And I'll tell you, Gunner Brave is another one of those young guys in the local scene that has really, really impressed me over the past several months. He's a guy I could see getting a contract from a big boy promotion in the next couple of years if he keeps up at this rate kind of like in the Storm Grayson category and, and a few other folks as well. So he's kind of getting up into that tier of elite status around here. And, I, and Gunner Brave is definitely one to watch for. And then the second half of the show, we had the RPW Chicagoland Championship and the Amazing Turtle defeats the champion Ruthless Rockin' Rivera, but it was by a disqualification when Ruthless Rockin' Rivera used the belt to attack Turtle. And then... Sean Danger came out, staggers to the ring in an attempt to make the save, but he collapsed mid-ring due to being drunk. And then we had Garrison Creed making his return to Rocket Pro. He pins the Ryan Matthews. And then after the match, as Matthews tried to get one up on Creed, Aaron Stone came out to confront Matthews. And then submission match for the Inter-County Championship, Maximus Orion, retains over Kevin Cade with a triangle choke. After the match, Johnny Nye attacked Ryan, and then the lights started flickering, and then the icon, Grin, came out, leading to Maximus Orion and Grin teaming up to defeat Johnny Nye and Kevin Cade when Grin pins Johnny Nye. Very cool to see Grin again in person after all these years. The last time I saw Grin was actually also at St. Joe's, for Pro Wrestling Blitz. So really cool to see Grin in action. And then we had the main event, and this was amazing as well. Four-way ladder match for the Rocket to the Top briefcase. The Dreambreaker, Aaron Stone, defeats Shaq Jordan, Bad Buns Jay Fowler, and Quinn Wittick. Now, Stone was attacked during his entrance by the Ryan Matthews and helped off to the back, and seemingly he was out of the match and it made it a three-way. But eventually, Stone limped back out to re-enter the match. Finally, Stone and Wittick were fighting on top of the ladder in the center of the ring, and Aaron Stone was able to grab that briefcase, secure it, and claim the championship match of his choosing over the next year. And right now, for the very first time on Windy City Slam Podcast, we hear from Dreambreaker Aaron Stone following his main event victory. Mike Pankow here from WindyCitySlam.com and the Windy City Slam podcast live from Rocket Pro Wrestling's Harvest Habit. And congratulations to Dream Breaker, Aaron Stone, the owner of the Rocket to the Top briefcase. Hell of a four-way ladder match in our main event. What's your first initial feeling about winning the match? Um, it, it's been a lot of hard work going into this. Uh, I've been coming to these Rocket Pro shows since the first show, so uh, 
The fact that, thank you, man. The fact that uh, I was able to capture the briefcase, it feels like a title win. So you know what? We're gonna take this to the championship in due time, but it, it feels very good. There was a certain somebody on Windy City Slam podcast this past week, Damian Saint, actually said you were not a main eventer. You are a mid-card player at best. Now, what do you have to say to Damian Saint after that performance? I don't need to say anything. My actions in the ring just spoke for himself. So if you don't think that I'm a main eventer, go back and watch the match that I just had. And that's what I have to say. Absolutely amazing performance. Ryan Matthews nearly screwed you out of the opportunity, but you lift back in the ring. You took out Jay Fowler. You, you took out um, Shaq Jordan. It's just an amazing, amazing match. Yeah, man, thank you so much, man. Like I said, it's been a crazy, crazy ride, but um, it feels good now that we're finally here on the road to the championship. Let's go. Speaking of championships, Galli, Lucha Libre. Oh, hell yeah. You beat Axel Rico at Galamania, right? Yeah, that was a hell of a fight. Discovery uh, title, right? Hell yeah. So, uh, I beat Axel Rico, so now that I've beat Axel, we're going to move on to bigger and better things. All right, best of luck, Dream Breaker, Aaron Stone. Congratulations once again. Oh, yeah. Aaron Stone doing some big things on the local scene. He's doing really good stuff, not only with Rocket Pro, but with Gali Lucha Libre, with True Privilege Wrestling, and a couple of appearances here and there for Chicago-style wrestling. So he's getting his name out there, and he's doing a fantastic job. He's another one of those guys I think has a lot of great potential. And in that four-way ladder match alone, Shaq Jordan is another guy that looked terrific. And Quinn Wittick, my heart goes out to you, my friend, because... Quinn Wittick took a shot, a Uranagi through a ladder as well, and he survived that sick bump, and credit to him. Terrific match by all four of those guys. All right, also this past Saturday night, the second of two classic shows, Pow Entertainment presented WrestleRage 20 at Brower House Live in Lombard. Let's get into this action-packed show. BMI, Jamie Race and Mike Idol, Defeat Trog the Caveman and Mood Dog Murray when Jamie Race pinned Trog. And then, Pow had its Hall of Fame inductions. Russ Boggs was inducted by Scott Spade. Justin James was inducted by Jimmy Blaze. And then, as a surprise, the late Matt Mayhem also gets inducted. And this was by Justin James. And we lost Matt Mayhem at the beginning of the year. Very sad. Very cool surprise by Pow Entertainment to induct him into their Hall of Fame as well. Zebra Kid Memorial Battle Royal. Meat Hooks O'Bannon takes the victory, last eliminating the king of the Battle Royals, Tiny. Then we had the Pow Midwest Championship, and congratulations to the bizarre Kazile. He pins JPH to win the championship, and it's Kazile's first ever championship in POW Entertainment. And then your first half main event was for the POW Heavyweight Championship. Mateo Valentine, the challenger, gets the victory, but it was by disqualification as Mateo defeats Max Holiday when Holiday actually irate referee Pee Wee Perella while Mateo had Holiday in the figure eight. So again, Mateo Valentine. So close to winning the Power Entertainment Championship and then gets it ripped out of his hands very late in the match. Unfortunate there. But a huge surprise. Rhino. Yes, that Rhino, former ECW, WWE, and also Impact wrestler. Rhino enters the arena, gores Max Holiday, 
after Holiday tried to hit Rhino with the POW championship belt, and then Rhino challenged Max Holiday for the POW Entertainment Championship, and that show is December 3rd, Rage Reaction in Fox Lake. And then, the second half of the show, we had the POW Tag Team Championship in a tables match, where both members of a team had to go through a table for the other team to win, and it was the Bad Ombre Cartel with Sandra D defeating Irish Pub Army of Meat Hooks O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly. And it started out with Ruthless Ramon and Xavier DeFalls putting O'Reilly through a table to eliminate him. Then it was two on one, but O'Bannon came back, powerbombed Ruthless Ramon through a table to eliminate him. And then it was O'Bannon versus DeFaust, and Sandra D tried to get evolved, but Kevin came out to remove Sandra D from ringside. But with the referee's back turned, Ruthless Ramon came back out, pushes O'Bannon through a table, and Bad Ombre Cartel retains the championships. In a street fight where loser leaves power entertainment, Joey the Pitbull Chi-Chi defeats Tyler Sullivan when Chi-Chi hits a spine buster on Sullivan through a barbed wire covered board. And in this crazy match, we also had Justin James and Kazile involved. It was a crazy fight in the ring. And after the match, Chi-Chi took the mic and declared that was also his last match. So he won the match, but he's also retiring from wrestling. Hardcore impact of Pauly Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig and the brothers of Construction, Ruffo and Yabo, two of the most experienced tag teams in the Chicagoland scene, went to a no contest when BMI ruined the party by attacking both teams. And before the main event, and this is crazy, Steve Arendt showed up. Yes, that Steve Arendt who was at Rocket Pro most of the night in Joliet was ejected from the broadcast booth just before the main event there by general manager Damian Saint. But Steve Arendt had someplace else to go. He ended up going to Powell's Russell Rage, being a ring announcer for Team SCW, and then he joined the broadcast team as well during this crazy match. And in your five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination-style main event, it was Team Pow defeating Team Southland Championship Wrestling. And the Pow members were Jimmy Blaze, Eric Freedom, Mason Perks, Lost Soul Chris Cairo, and Scott Spade, who was accompanied by Tiny and Mistress Misery. And Team SCW was Elite Payne of Hunter Payne and Marco Anthony, Sean Mulligan, Terry Allen, and Aaron Xavier. And we also had special enforcer Austin Roberts outside the ring. Now, here is the order of elimination for that match. To begin, Freedom and Anthony were counted out, so both of them were eliminated, making it four on four. Then, Hunter Payne pinned Mason Perks to eliminate Mason. Spade pinned Mulligan after a double team by both Spade and Cairo, even in the odds again at 3-3. But this is what really turned to SCW. Payne pins Scott Spade, and then Allen pins Cairo, leaving just Jimmy Blaze and against Aaron Xavier, Terry Allen, and Hunter Payne. But Blaze showed the fighting spirit. He ended up pinning Xavier after Payne accidentally kicked Xavier, and then Blaze even the odds by pinning Terry Allen. But it looked like SCW was going to take the victory as Hunter Payne pinned Jimmy Blaze, but the referee counted three. However, Blaze's foot was under the bottom rope, 
and enforcer Austin Roberts overruled referee Brian Allen, so the match ended up restarting. And moments later, Jimmy Blaze hits a flatliner on Hunter Payne, gets the three count, and Team Pow ends up winning the main event at Russell Rage. And then after the match, the rest of the members of both teams rushed the ring. It looked like it was going to be another ugly, nasty brawl. But Hunter Payne took the mic, gave his props to Jimmy Blaze and his boys, and they looked like they called a truce. But Aaron Xavier wasn't having any of it. He left just before all that happened. However, it looks like Powell and SCW could finally be working together after a year-long bloodbath between the two promotions. Terrific stuff from Powell and SCW and a great Russell Rate show. And to recap, Rocket Pro and Powell Entertainment, two sold-out shows. Amazing stuff going against each other on Saturday night. Props to all of the men and women who work those shows. Amazing stuff right there. All right, coming up, we have this weekend, Saturday, November the 12th, Mike Bennett making an appearance at the Illinois Valley Sports Card and Comic Show in Peru from noon to 2. And then, also Saturday, November the 12th, Black Label Pro presents Slamilton, a doubleheader show at RDS Gym in Crown Point, Indiana. Bell times are 3 and 7.30. If you can't make it live, you can catch them on IWTV. And also Saturday night, November the 12th, GCW presents the Nick Gage Invitational 7. Now, if you really like hardcore and death matches, this is the place to go. And that's at the Summit Park District in Southwest Suburban Summit. And then Saturday, November the 12th, Powell Entertainment presents Saturday Night Fights Aftermath at T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Also Saturday night, Squared Circle Megastars presents Masters of the Squared Circle 3 at the Berwyn Eagles Club. And north of the border on Saturday night, Brew City Wrestling presents the Thanksgiving Throwdown at the Waukesha Elks Lodge just outside Milwaukee. And Sunday, November the 13th, Lucha Libre Total returns to the Berwyn Eagles Club. And also Sunday, November the 13th, back across the border, GCW presents Wisconsin Death Trip at the Lapika Lounge in Milwaukee. All right, coming up next, Jim Lina Memorial Tournament winner, number one contender to the AAW Championship, Big Beef. Gnarls Garvin joins us. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. You can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. So very, very excited to welcome for the very... First time he's 
from Champions Trailer Park in Louisville, Kentucky, the 2022 Jim Linen Memorial Tournament winner and the number one contender to the AAW Pro Championship, White Trash Wonderful, Big Beef, Gnarls Garvin. Gnarls, how you doing? Wow, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I think you got a future in announcing if you ever wanted to do that. That was, that was very good. Yeah, well, it was always a dream of mine, but yeah, uh, you know, I like the, the great intros to my guests, and uh, you are no exception. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, that, that felt really nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. With a name like Big Beef, you I know you fit really well into Chicago with all the delicacies we have here, like Portillo's and Buona Beef and Al's Beef and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they Portillo's even has the Big Beef sandwich, so, you know, it's just... You know, Chicago loves beef, and beef loves Chicago. Indeed. Now, all right, so six years in the business. Now, how did you get into the business, and who trained you in all that? I'm actually seven years in the business. Okay. Uh, almost eight. Uh, if Yeah, Kate, on, like, some of the sites online or have, like, my dates messed up, but, like, I started wrestling in the very beginning of 2015. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm about to start year eight. Yeah, uh, I got my start from, I was actually trying to train when I was 18 years old uh, with a local wrestler named Cashflow, who was like a, he's an like IWA staple in like the early, like the late 90s, early 2000s and so forth. Uh, it was actually just like 10 minutes down the road from my house on the same street that I lived on, Preston Highway. So I was going to go there and get trained at 18, but uh, I just could not afford it. It was, it was so expensive at time and like, uh, at the time, my uh, grandmother, she had moved from Indiana to Kentucky with my family, and I was helping my parents take care of my grandma. So uh, also, I was in college. I just started college, too. So all those things kind of compiled. And then uh, two years later, I, I ended up uh, joining uh, right before my 20th birthday. So or actually like almost two years. So I started training when I was 20 years old with Apollo Garvin. Uh, for a school, it was uh, Underground Wrestling Alliance, UWA. But I uh, then I went, I for my training, I moved to Ohio into Dayton, and uh, I was I was training at Rockstar. So that's that's where my training started. Now, what got you into professional wrestling when you were younger? Honestly, it was just on in my house, like my like my my family, my my dad and my mom moved us to indiana when i was like three or from it to kentucky from indiana and we live with my grandma and my grandma was the kind of fan that would like put you on your knee and, like we're watching wrestling like just watch wrestling like calm down but being a little kid it made me go crazy but uh yeah i, I remember just being on my pappy bill that lived with us he's my dad's like my he adopted my dad but he's just he was a retired police officer from indiana took my dad in and uh he was a humongous wrestling fan. They went every Tuesday to Louisville Gardens. It's funny. I was just talking to my wife about her dad. He used to go to Louisville Gardens, too, on Tuesday. So, yeah, it's just been as, like, my dad, he makes fun of it. Like, he kind of, like, he makes fun of me for doing it sometimes. But he was he was just as big a fan as I was going to those shows, you know. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I was saying, it's, it's, it's been in my family. It's been on. It's been a part of, like, my makeup as a little kid. So, yeah, I've just I've always liked it. It's always been on. It's been around. It's been it's been a thing. 
Now, you as a wrestler, you kind of have a throwback style, a hard-hitting, gritty competitor with some power and agility thrown in. And you kind of remind me of guys like a Dick Murdoch or even more modernly Trevor Murdoch or even an early career Bray Wyatt when he worked as Husky Harris. So is there anybody in particular that you kind of gravitated to for your style? Uh, I've had a little bit of like a change. Like I'm trying to, you know, always trying to evolve. But uh, early on, I was just really like a humongous like Triple H fan. Like I loved like Triple H like before I got in wrestling. So he was my favorite wrestler. And then as you go on, your taste changes and like your style finally develops and you start to like emulate uh, some guys that I really do like and like study and try to, you know, literally just wrestle the same way they do, you know, because they're, like you said, throwbacks and how the business kind of like had its uproar. So maybe if we can start doing that style, the business will take off even more how it is. Anyways, uh, guys like Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, um, Dick Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch, even like guys like that. I mean, today I was just watching on my break. I watched two Dick Slater matches from Japan with Tiger, uh, Tiger Jessine, and um, it was a tag match with Harley against uh, Stan Hansen and Brody. So like guys like that, I love the old school brawlers. I like the ragtag. I like the you know just the the nasty get it done in the ring guys. It it doesn't have to be clean. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be, you know, a fight. And that's that's kind of who I like to pattern myself after and uh, pay homage to. And I, I appreciate that. Comp- like, that is my favorite thing to hear. And I hear it all the time, but I, I love being a throwback. Like, I like if I can remind somebody of their childhood, I can make them feel like the kids that are there watching it, you know. And even if it's not the same thing the kids there want and they're entertained by it, like, it's just to get everybody connected is, like, what's in- important and special. But uh, yeah, those are the guys that I, uh, I, you know, steal from. <laughs> yeah, and you've worked for Chicago area and regional indies such as Black Label Pro. Uh, you had a match with Freelance Underground a few years ago, and obviously, most notably over the last year or so, was AAW, as well as many, many shows in Indiana. And I've also noticed you've worked matches in MLW, Evolve, and more recently, OVW. So now with OVW. Working in the famous Davis Arena, and I know there's a couple of guys that I know pretty well, uh, past guests on my show, including Cal Hero and Steve Michaels, who also work down there. What's it like working in a legendary building like that where guys like J- uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, and the like kind of came up in the business? Well, I mean, to be honest, I was at Davis Arena every Wednesday. Like, not every Wednesday, but... As much as I could make it there, I had a uh, I had a friend named Jordan, and her mom would take us to OVW events Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays. Like we'd be in like firehouses, randomly places, just to watch OVW. It was a big part of my childhood. So uh, to get to wrestle in that building, it's been like it. I like I don't. I, it's one of those things I needed in wrestling. You know, I, I so sometimes you get so caught up in how this goes and that goes and sometimes you just need to like you know feel good about something like have something like have something meaningful and so to wrestle with davis arena it's it's awesome every single time i i really like i feel blessed to get to wrestle there and now working with aaw for the last year or so and you began to gain some serious momentum beginning in june at crush and destroy when you defeated 21 year veteran mike bennett and then 
You want a six-person scramble at Destination Chicago by outlasting Ace Perry, Dante Leon, Gary J, Laredo Kid, and Gringo Loco. So what's it been like for you in AAW over the past year? Maybe you lost a couple of hard-hitting, closely contested matches, and then finally you started winning and winning and winning. What was it like for you to kind of gain that momentum? Uh, it's just self-belief is what, like, I've, I've always struggled with it, but this year I've really, you know, I've, I, I've been saying this a lot lately. I've, I've always had the bravery to do things, but I've never had the confidence. You know, like it, I've always just kind of got by the skin of my teeth, you know, I like barely just make it, but I've always been, I feel like I've, all, I've always been involved, but like barely, but this year, you know, I've really been working on like, you know, believing in myself and pushing myself to do things I'm comfortable with so I can be the best beef I can be. So, uh, yeah, just self-belief has been what has honestly been driving me to like do better and like get, like get more victories under my, my belt. But, uh, yeah, like you said, 21 year vet, Mike Bennett kind of, you know, I pushed him to the limit and I, I beat him with a top rope splash and that like ever since, uh, you know, I, I believed in myself in that Fred Yehi match. It was literally the day of it, it happened. I had no, I had no time to prepare for hey, you. Even if you have months to prepare for Fred, you cannot prepare for Fred. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the toughest competitors I've I faced, and many others will say say the same. Uh, you know, I, I had confidence in myself. The next match uh, against Josh Alexander, world champion, been a world champion at AEW, battle tested, broke his neck, came back stronger than ever. I lost, but I had confidence in myself. I hung in there with one of the best for almost 20 minutes, and then. The Mike Bennett match. I beat a 21-year veteran of every major company in America, other countries, New Japan tag champion. I beat Mike Bennett. I, I pinned his shoulders to the mat one, two, three. And after that, like, I felt like a jolt of lightning in my chest. I was like, I can do this. It, it, this, I'm going to make it. I, I will be a star in this. Not even trying to be a star. I just, I know I can do this. And yeah, it's just been a, been riding that lightning bolt ever since uh victory after victory like you said against in that scramble match i i, I threw a man out of the ring that's how bad i wanted to win i, I powerbombed a man onto other men i i that's how bad i wanted it and yeah just self-belief has been the drive and it's been what's pushing me to make all this happen i'm very very happy and speaking of a star making moment you are the winner of the annual Jim Lynam Memorial Tournament. It's just a huge deal. And you beat some unbelievably gifted talent, Silas Young, and then a former AAW Heritage Champion in Hakeem Zane, and then a former mm-hmm. AAW Champion in Fred Yehi. And you got the kind of revenge on him from earlier in the year. And then in the final, you beat the current AAW Heritage Champion in Davey Vega. And I looked this up. It's a combined 60-plus years of experience in the business that you beat over those two nights. So what the heck was that like for a guy like you? You said 61 years of experience something, between something all like the that. Yeah. My God. Uh, well, you know, that, that, yeah, wow. I didn't, that's kind of blowing my mind thinking about that. Like, I, I'm a very simple person and, like, like like stuff like that does ever come to my mind so that's cool that you calculate that but uh wow that kind of yeah uh that's a lot of years uh what was the question that 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 completely took me i mean 
what was it like to kind of just go through that experience and go through all of those great talents one by one and winning the tournament? Well, I mean, I still can't believe it. I, I feel like I need to walk in that, that kitchen and make sure the trophy's still uh, uh, in there. You know, I, I, it, it's incredible. I, the winners before, previous to me, those are all talents that are around the world, have been around the world, have wrestled the best, and that's where I want to be. You know, I want I want to be that guy. So to to be in the standings as my heroes in this business, literally Chris Hero, Sammy Callahan, guys like that have won this tournament. Uh, Matt Fidget, I you know got a world respect to that guy. All these guys have won this, and you know to 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 be the next one to bear the the crown of the Jim Lyman is just it's incredible. And you know that first round match with Silas Young. He's probably got half the years of all that experience that you were speaking of. And uh, he pushed me to my limit. He, he put me in some predicaments I've never been in in a match before, uh, multiple pins that I was not prepared for. You, Beast's usually not getting pinned too many times in a match. And he, my gosh, r- r- rolling me up, twisting me, tying me, put me in. I, I don't know. I, I just – I got through that match on sure on sheer uh, passion because uh, – Beast not the best wrestler in the world. I'll be honest. So uh, to, to outlast Silas and get the victory in uh, the beef in beast fashion, uh, yeah, that was a that was a storybook moment in itself. And then uh, move on to the next the next uh, night. Uh, Silas attacked me, stomped my ribs, and I like I still got bruises on my left side. I still can't get them to go away. And uh, to uh, face Hakeem, oh my gosh, uh, that that dude is a, a bullet train who is leaner than Rambo and his peak and faster than uh, he's a precision striker. Very, very hard to plan for It's much like Fred put, he pushed me out of limit, but uh, target the ribs. I just, I, Chicago would not let me quit. I felt them every breath I took. I heard, I heard the word beef and it like, it was one of those, one of those matches where you had to dig deep, but I, I did come out the victory. Uh, he's also, probably got a lot of that time in the, uh he's he's a he's a veteran of this business he's been he's been everywhere too so uh yeah that was that was a really hard fought victory next round with fred was there's i will say there was some uh i don't want to say hijinks of sorts but uh definitely was right for the picking and uh beef uh beef struck when the iron was hot so yeah that match uh, i think it's the fat the 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 quickest victory in aw uh, history i think at 17 seconds maybe less i think i uh, own that record now but uh yeah uh then on to the finals against davy vega uh another veteran of this business uh i i i don't know i i've wrestled davy before and i, I kind of knew what to, like not to expect but to expect anything out of him because he can be you know quite a quite a bit sometimes and uh I, I, I won't say I pulled that one on my ass, but man, I, that, that's four matches deep. You know, that, that's the finals of a, the biggest tournament in my eyes in, in you, the, you, the United States of America. So, uh, yeah, planning, planning for that, you can't because you, you don't know how you're going to feel. You're going to be terribly, like, exhausted, beat up, busted ribs. Uh, yeah, to beat him and to, to, to take the tourney home, Man, it uh, I like I said, I, I 
I think I need to go look in the kitchen, see if it's still in there. That trophy's standing tall. Yeah, it's still in there. So, yeah, I, I did it. I, yeah, took it home. Yeah, three matches in one night. Have you ever done that before, too? Yeah, I've I've been in a couple tournaments. Uh, yeah, I've done it, but uh, never with that caliber of talent. Yeah. Never. Amazing stuff by Big Beef. And now that sets up your your match with the champion, Jake Something, at AAW's Windy City Classic, 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, just south of Chicago, on Black Friday, November the 25th. So what do you expect from this match? Now, you guys have actually met at least a couple of times before, including a meeting that I just watched on YouTube just a little while ago, where you beat him at Limitless Wrestling a few months ago. So what are you expecting from Jake? And is there something new or different you can present this time around? Well, I mean, I expect him to be pissed off and angry uh, since our last meeting. You know, he, he, is, the, he is the champion of AEW, top independent company in America. He don't want, he's not going to want to let go. He's not going to lose that belt. I know that. I know he's going to go to any measures to keep that belt, that title on his shoulders. I, I know Jake is on a run of his career right now. He's, he's everywhere. He, he has been, but he's doing that the next level. He is that guy. Like he is, I, I can't even say next. Like he's, he's there. Like he's been there and he's a top dog. And, you know, I, I know he's not going to, He's not going to be happy the way Beast is going to be barking up the street, but uh, I'm going to be barking. And I, I, I really, I, I'm training my ass off for this match. I'm, I'm doing push-ups. I'm carrying stuff up the hill. I'm, I'm putting refrigerators on my back. I'm doing whatever I got to do playing for him because I know he's going to bring the power. And uh, Beast has got a few tricks up his sleeves. I, it's not going to be unjust. It's not going to be unfair. He's just, he, yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving out any secrets, any changes, none of that. Mm-hmm. Jake, be ready. This is coming for you. This is going to be a terrific show. The Windy City Classic on Black Friday, November 25th at Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. And a couple of other matches that have already been announced by AAW as of this recording. We have the AAW Women's Championship, Christy James defending against Sierra. And then we have a dog collar match with former AAW champion Fred Yehai against one called Manders, and then the Bourbon Street fight between Mike Bennett and Hartenbauer, and Blake Christian and Zachary Wentz was just added to the show as well. So looking at this card and all these great cards that AAW has had over the last several years, what to you does AAW do so special to the fans? They give them the best wrestling matches. That is what fans want. They, they want the best wrestling matches. They want to see they want to feel something. They want an atmosphere. They they want they want professional wrestling, and that's exactly what AEW delivers. There's no hokiness. There's no horseshit. There's no there's no there's no shortcuts. It's all wrestling, and that's what fans in Chicago want. And that's exactly what AEW gives them every single show. There's never a bad match on these shows. There's never a fucking Botch usually. There's no no mess ups. These are the most professional independent wrestlers in America, and man, Chicago's lucky. That I I freaked out last night when I saw that uh, Blake Christian Zach Wentz match got announced. I cannot believe it. And Chicago's lucky. Chicago's very very lucky. 
It's going to be a terrific show. Just a little over a couple of weeks away. Again, that's the Windy City Classic at 115 Bourbon Street, Marionette Park, just south of Chicago. Big Beef versus Jake Something for the AAW Championship. So a couple more things before we let you go. What are your long-term goals with wrestling? Uh, you're, you're 27 years old, and you're married for just about three months. So I assume at some point you'd like to be doing this full-time within a few years. Yeah, I mean, future goals of wrestling is just to keep keep my my name in the game. You know, uh, I would love a job at this, but, you know, I'm I'm – I'm very happy. I got I got a spot at the table. You know, like a lot of people want to do this. I really I I do have big aspirations. You know, I have big goals. But you know, um, no, I'm not. I'm just happy to be here, guy. Either because like I I want to be one of the best. You know, uh, I you know like you said, 27. I'm not getting any younger, but I'm also uh, I'm still young in the game in my eyes, and I I feel good. I'm still able to do this at I feel like a pretty high level. Um, I haven't got to the highest level I can get to yet. And I think I still have many years ahead of me. Uh, yeah, freshly married. Uh, the wife is very supportive. And I'm very grateful to have a wife so supportive. Somebody that believes in me and who is there for every step of my career. She, yeah. Thank you, babe. Yeah, very, very lucky. Um, very fortunate. Uh, I do. I want to do this forever. Like, I want to do this every day of the week. I work a very hard physical job is very demanding on my body. I'm not, I, I'm a working man. And until I can do this with a paycheck or as you know, making a living off of it, I'm going to continue to put my nose in the grindstone every morning at seven 30 and work as hard as I can. But I do have aspirations. I would love nothing more than this to be my full-time gig and uh, to, you know, to do it wherever, if it's in Japan, if it's in America, even if it's in Germany, you know, anywhere I can go, I, I, I just want to do this and become the best and get better every time uh, I get in that ring. But yes, I do have big goals. You know, I, I would love to be on TV. I would love to be in Japan right now. I, I would love to be honoring those before me and like bringing that American style to Japan, you know, not, not fitting into the mold of what Japan is, but being different in Japan, like, I know there's like new, like I'm saying it like I think that could really do something big in Japan. And I, that's what I'll, that's like my biggest goal. But if I can get on TV before, then it will only help me get there. So, yeah, I, I've got big goals in this. And, uh, you know, I've really got my sights on achieving these goals within the next five years. Sounds like a plan, Beef. Now, before I let you go, why don't you share your social media with us? whatever merchandise you might have and where you can get it and whatever upcoming shows you got. Okay. Well, all my social medias are under the handle of at Gnarls Garvin. And uh, sometimes it's hard to spell. So I will do it for you right now. It is at symbol G-N-A-R-L-S-G-A-R-V-I-N. And then you can just look me up on Facebook at Big Beef. You'll find me. You'll see my big dumb face plastered all over it. You can give me a follow, send me a message, tell me what's up. And then if you're looking for some beef merchandise, I got me a Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash big beef. And uh, yeah, that's how you find me. And uh, that's, how you, uh, that's how you'll get my goods. See me in person. And then, even if I don't have to say what's up to beef, you know, I'm, I'm a man of 
the people and I'm a man of my people. And I, I, I feel like there's love all around. So if you see me, come uh, just come say what's up. And then uh, besides AAW on the 25th, anything else this month or early December that you got going on? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I just get passionate talking about st- my, my fans and stuff. Mostly, I got next week off. I got a Christmas party at work, so I'm probably gonna get too drunk to even uh, think about wrestling. And then uh, the week of, I got uh, a match at OVW Thursday, or no Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday I'll be at OVW. Thursday I'll be eating as much food as possible. And then I got me that title match uh, against Jake Something at AEW, which I'm gonna bring it home. And then uh, the next day after that, I got a merge in Columbus, Indiana. Uh, heading into December. I've got Limitless the third. I got uh, Paradigm on the sixteenth, and I got uh, AEW on the thirtieth. So, got got some uh, gaps in the schedule. Looking to film, always looking for some work. But uh, I'll take a little bit of time off in between because I know these matches are going to be brutal. But yeah, that's what I got going on. All right, Big Beef. Thank you so much for coming on Windy City Slam podcast, and good luck at AAW's Windy City Classic. Go get them! Thank you. Thank you so much. Fun interview with Big Beef Gnarls Garvin of AAW. Looking forward to seeing what he could do against Jake Something coming up at the Windy City Classic in just a couple of weeks. Should be a very exciting show once again from AAW. And special thanks to Mike Pekovich over at AAW Pro for helping facilitate Gnarls Garvin's appearance on Windy City Slam podcast. And we're very hopeful that we're going to be working with them a little bit more to get even more big-time guests on our show in the coming weeks and months ahead. And before we go, check out Windy City Slam social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter, because we're having a ticket giveaway for All Heel Wrestling's Wrestle Haven, and that's coming up on Sunday, November the 20th in Winthrop Harbor at the Starlight Skate Park. Two pairs of tickets will be given away. Go to Windy City Slam on Facebook and on Twitter to check out the details on how to enter and win your tickets to AHW. All right, next week, we'll take another trip around the Chicagoland independent scene. Plus, we welcome back an old friend of the show, Miss Kate. And we're going to talk about her busy schedule, including her run as Gali Lucha Libre Women's Champion, her time in the NWA, and her upcoming match against Leslie LaMneca for the All Heel Wrestling Women's Championship, and so much more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.